My wine's almost gone, guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know, I mine left a while ago. What, yes. what Kara doesn't realize is the pants the he's putting are on are assless. <laughs> no! <laughs> guys, it's been a long time. For sure. It's been like six weeks since we've had a new episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. maybe five weeks. Wow. <laughs> I know. Um, but now we understand how things work, so let us cheers to each other. Oh, wait, I'm going to do it this way. Let us do our cheers as usual. There, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. Yay. Cheers. Salute. Woo! Very nice, Cynthia. Fancy scale glass. That's nice. I got a beer stand like this, too. So I think that we should introduce our selections of wine. Mine um, is a $3. You just want to show off your cheap wine. I do. Mine is a $3 <laughs> wine. It's a white Ziffendel from Baybridge Vine Vineyards. Um, you can get it at Smith's Grocery uh, because I'm in America now, so uh, I can talk about these things. $3. You guys. Yeah, thanks. You guys. My nearly $50 um, box of wine, Hochdollar, mm -hmm. is what I'm drinking. Mm -hmm. um, I do have also mm -hmm. a box of wine downstairs. So um, it was five <laughs> liters for $17. <laughs> wow. What the? Ridiculous. Oh. I'm drinking strawberry samba. Strawberry even, watermelon wine. Not even sure what Girls that means. Yeah, that sounds and good too. Right in. It looks good. Oh, I think I've had that, Cynthia, before. It's pretty good. It's I've been good. on a lot of cake, so yeah. I needed it. But I also today found I like the. Um, <laughs> see if I can pronounce this right. Hang on. See if I can pronounce it right. That's this is a very on brand for us, you guys. <laughs> I'm drinking yep. Cold Stream Clear Peach Iced Tea. There you go. I like it. Yum. Delicious. I like the Casallero del Diablo. Yeah. White and red wine. Back at you, babe. They have a rosé. Oh. So pretty. Ooh, nice. nice. I love rosé. Yeah, I bought that today. <laughs> it wasn't, that wasn't my intention, but it was just sitting there like, yeah, I gotta buy that too. Yes. So <laughs> it was like, hello, please take me, adopt me. Okay, so guys, the last time we played um, is another lost episode, unfortunately. It happened somewhere between the TSA and me arriving here in Las Vegas. The audio just, it vanished. I don't know if uh, oh, man. there was an errant x-ray that went through my laptop and was like, here, I'm just going to press some buttons and hit enter, and then it disappeared. More than likely, it was my own fault again that we lost audio. Oh. So I'm going to work on that. <laughs> the last episode that we had was the start of an adventure where you guys were going to escort. No, not really escort, but you were going to keep an eye on kind of babysit the yeah. daughter of a mayor or yes, something and there was along those lines and there was the thing in the desert that was building yeah. the oasis oh, right right and you she, yeah yeah and you were she talked us into guiding her to t the rebels yes they were building the we new... were keen on that right but we did it and then there was Sorry. a portal opened up and like hey it's our guild portal. Right. It the guild portal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we try to contact the guild through our tattoos. No signal. And then intermittent signal when we kept trying. Right. And we ditched our, our, uh, the mayor's daughter and her, was there someone else there? Yeah, it was her I lover. A lover partner or something or other. Yeah. And oh. then, uh, we were debating... To go to Canical Bay and then outvoted going away from Canical Bay. Uh, 
fought some stuff. Talked to a traveling priest. Fought a lot of things. Yeah. Yep. And then our portal showed up from the guild, and then we were going to go through that. Right. Okay. With, and this time we knew it was the guild because someone met us. Yes, Smegbrum poked his head through <laughs> and was like, there yeah. you are! Yes. We have been missing <laughs> He's you! He's always waiting. Yeah, right? God bless kind of creepy. <laughs> okay, well, I think he's creepy. <laughs> I'm kidding, he's fine. I don't know, you guys shared a moment. Do you remember? Yeah, gave, I know. He gave you a cuddle. We're buds. Aw, it was so nice. We're buds. We're actually buds. You are buds. Okay, so, mm -hmm. because of all of your encounters that you went through, everybody's characters should be level six. Yes. Yep. At this point. Okay. Here's where we're going to start. We are going to start with you guys have gone back through the portal. Uh, you gave a debriefing to what happened. Uh, you talked about all of your encounters that you had. You shared all of that information with uh, Smegbrum and Criella and Amber. You guys have gone back to your rooms and you've had an eight hour rest. So if you used any spells or anything like that, everything is back up to full. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Make a point that the mayor's daughter is still out in some random place yeah she's still out somewhere yeah we may address that someday maybe not i don't know yet i haven't decided you guys are all the three of you actually are waking up and like your tattoos are stupidly itchy like so itchy just beyond just constant and that's what is going to wake the three of you up now you you wake up and you do what you need to do to feel comfortable enough to leave the room whether you sleep naked and you put clothes on or uh, you know, you change out of your Care Bear pajamas into something a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> That's not care. That's not care. Yeah. I feel like it probably. But it is. makes sense for the name. Yeah. Right. I feel like he'd probably be like the sleep naked fella. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but basically, you guys are are all dressed in a manner that would leave you feeling comfortable should you run into anybody in the hallways, right? So the three of you no. kind of meet up in the common area, and it's early morning. Scratching but, away. Yeah. For some reason, this is the only time you've ever seen the common area at the headquarters empty. There's no table full of food, which there probably should be, because it seems like it's kind of a 24-hour operation, right? There's nobody walking through the common area. There doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of movement. Just the three of you with these incredibly itchy tattoos. Well, this sucks. <laughs> you too. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just scratching out. away my. There's a buffet still around, right? I'm sort of eyeing like butter. Or yeah, no, there's or... no, there's no buffet. There's no food out at <gasps> all for the first no time food. since you guys landed. Yeah, like usually with. Like the, go find a fridge. Usually with you guys in the headquarters, everything that you've ever even started to think about has just kind of appeared. Uh, but this time yep. there isn't anything out. No food. Well, I for one need a coffee. Okay. Scratching away. And... All right. I head into whatever the, the kitchen area is. Okay. I touch the table in case it's like magic joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure it's actually not there. Like, like the, the food is, has somebody has cast invisible. An illusion to, to be gone, but yeah, right. it's still there. So okay. is it okay. table? Is it food? Yeah, no, it's definitely table. So you're going to make your way down to the kitchen and you get there and you hear uh, somebody kind of rumma rummaging through We'll call it an icebox because it's not really a fridge. It's still kind of old timey. Magically, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Magically cold. She 
stands up, and Janet, you recognize her as Atlee, the elf that you shared a game right. of dragon chess with. Um, yeah. yeah. So she's there. She stands up, and she's got like an apple, you know, kind of bitten. She's bitten an apple, and it's kind of in her mouth, and she's got like two bottles of water, two, I guess, water skins. And, uh, okay. yeah, she's got, like, a little plate of, like, cheese and crackers. But she is a hot mess. Like, girl looks like oh. she has been through it. Like, she's got blood on her clothes and, like, obviously has just come back from a mission. Hey, hey, Atley. Oh, my Dragon Trust fan. How are you? I'm okay, but what's up? Uh, you, everything okay here? Yeah, everything is fine. Uh, it's a little unusual that uh, the wizards didn't take care of the food today, but I'm sure that there's a very good reason for that. I haven't seen I anybody around, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of looking for some coffee. <laughs> okay, so you guys start doing your, your kitchen stuff, and as you're yeah. doing this, Atli is keeping a very close eye on you guys. Not because she is like worried that you're like stealing, because that's not her thing at all. She is definitely noticing you guys itching on your tattoos quite often. You know, like you're giving yeah. it like okay. a scratch or you're rubbing it on like this, your yeah. side. Or... Once I have food or grub, I'm like, do you know about this? I'm like stuffing my face with one hand, wrist is up with the other. She's like, yes, actually, that means that you've been summoned and there's only like three people who can summon people. So you guys, this is kind of great. It means that- No, uh... it, won't, it won't stop and it not telling us where. <laughs> Okay, she... Yeah, what do we do with this? And where's the coffee? <laughs> okay. Coffee is over there. Uh, the icebox is over here. The bread and cheese is kept over there. And she explains that the tattoos kind of work as, like, you know the game Hot and Cold? Uh... Yeah. Right, <laughs> where, you, where you find something and you get warmer and you get warmer. Yeah. As you move away from it, it gets colder. Okay, so... It works this way with the itchiness in the tattoos, where the closer you get to the person who summoned you, the less itchy your tattoo is. And the further- so I start to an apple oh. and I start wandering around the kitchen. Right, yeah. <laughs> the the level of itch doesn't really change in the kitchen. So I grab an armful of food and a coffee. Yep, sure. And I'm gonna follow the itch. Okay, when you were in the kitchen, or sorry, when you were in the common room, it wasn't quite as itchy as it is now when you're down in the kitchen. Okay, I, uh, so I go back there and see if there's like another door to go through. In the common area? Might be an offshoot. It might be an offshoot door from there for okay. From there. Okay. Everybody go back to the common area? Yep. Yep. With I your... grab some butter on my way and try to put that on my itchy arm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It just kind yeah, of you know, butter. just kind of melts and makes like a mess. <laughs> I don't know. My hands are like, my wrist is out front and I'm just kind of like, like straight out front. Right, like trying to trying get to a like signal divine. on your phone, right? Okay. Divine rod with my arm. So you get back into the common area and you remember um, what the common area looks like, right? Like it's this giant circular room, but it's like yeah. the inside of a tower, but it has the balconies that wrap all the way around. And on each I level, know was up. <laughs> yeah. So it goes up like three, like oh, levels. it's like the work area. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's where you guys are. And as you're walking around with your, you know, tattoos held up high if they're on your wrists or leading with your neck, if it's on your neck, you hear a couple of voices. You hear one voice that you immediately identify as Darshan. And you hear another male voice that you've heard before, but you can't quite place who it belongs to. 
As you're wandering around the common area and you start to, to look kind of up the tower, you see in one of the cutouts, I guess, of the wall, uh, you see Darjan and you see the black dragonborn with the bronze tattoo. And the two of them seem to be having a very heated discussion. Darjan is talking about like how dare you now we've abandoned a job how are we ever supposed to convince people that Knight's Defiance is reliable and that we're going to be able to finish a job once we've taken it on the Dragonborn is very patiently trying to remind Darjan that a noble cause doesn't have to mean the sacrifice of your own people and he talks about how they weren't ready for that and you knew it and you sent them anyway. I think that you need to take some time to yourself because I think that this is starting to wear and weigh on you a little bit too much and I feel like you're not making rational decisions. In a huff at that, Darjan turns on her heel and walks down the hallway. You can kind of hear the footsteps go away. You hear a door open and close. And the door is not quite slammed shut, but it's definitely like an annoyed door slam. As this happens, the dragonborn looks down and sees the three of you standing there, care with my arm, arm out. out up in yeah. the air. <laughs> my arm's full sure. of food with coffee in one hand. Absolutely, and Janet with like butter dripping. Your butter. tattoo was on your neck, right? I didn't even get a coffee. I'm like, and then can I, Cynthia, what's your character's name? Zandra? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like elbow you. I'm like, can I just have a sip of your coffee? I forgot to get some. And I'm like covered in butter. <laughs> <laughs> I hold the cup up to her lips and let her take a drink. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, man. So and that's when he sees us. Amazing. Yeah, that happens to be the time. So he motions for you to come up to the second balcony. And just like that, Remember how we were talking about in the Labyrinth movie? Remember there's the wall, and then all of a sudden there's an entryway that kind of shows up if you're looking at the oh, wall correctly? Yes. yes. Okay, so that kind of thing happens, but at that time you notice that it's actually the bottom of a set of stairs that will start to take you up. Um, so instead of like a wall feature or artwork, it suddenly looks like stairs. Exactly, yeah. There is stairs. Are you going to take the stairs and go up? I kind of look at it up. hesitantly and then... <laughs> I take Meg with me. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> probably should. <laughs> she wanders off another way. <laughs> Why do all my characters want to split up? It's weird. I don't mean, know. It's so strange. <laughs> so, so, so very strange. Uh, there may be an opportunity for you to split the party later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just I feel say like that. it could be fun. I'm just letting and you naughty. know. naughty. Just letting you know. PPK. Yeah, right? So you make your yeah, way up to much. the first level, and that's not the level that he's on. But you, So you continue going up the stairs, and he's on the second level, which is also the level that the library happens to be on. Okay. Oh, yeah, been there. All right. So he kind of sheepishly walks over to you and introduces himself as Pete. Pete. Yep. Pete the dragon. Get it? (laughs) (laughs) He apologizes profusely for the awkward exchange that you guys were privy to. But, you know, sometimes when passion spikes, it simply can't be ignored and things must be discussed in the heat of the moment. He also says that he's aware that you have been shown a lot of darkness around Night's Defiance. He's aware of Canticle Bay and the aftermath He's uh, very much aware that you guys have been kind of put through your paces ever since you got here. Like, even your very first adventure, they admittedly said, this isn't something that we usually do, but would you mind going on this adventure? We know that you're not necessarily prepared for this, but 
ever since you've arrived, that seems to be the position that you're, you've been put in, right? Mm-hmm. He says, would you allow me the pleasure of showing you why you fight? Why we fight? Yes. Why the cause is um, a good cause. We, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd love to know that. Okay. He says... It's not just for room and board? It's not just for room and board. I promise you that. And he says, why don't you go find Smegrum and the stable boy... I can't remember his name. Shame on me. Uh, go find Smegbrum and the stable boy. And meet me... I have his name. Hang on. Hang on. What? Yeah, I know. I know. I had it, too. It was an odd one, I... too, I think. Right? Uh... Do, 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 do. God damn it. Um... That's too far back. You don't want to wait for me. Anyway. No, no. Go ahead. Because, really, <laughs> I think that it's it's definitely... Might be important. Yeah, yeah, this might be useful. Um, no, well, that was put it March this way. Trust 17th. me, it's going to be useful instead of just calling him Stable Boy for the whole episode. Or Pretty Boy. Um, <laughs> Ostrich Boy? <laughs> Ostrich Keeper. Hagen. 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 Hagen? Hagen. Like Hagen Dodge. Yes. H A A G E N. Yes. Perfect. And Terror is his horse name. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Uh, okay, so he says, go find Smegbrum and Hagen. And we will uh, tell them it's time. They'll know what it means. And then meet me back here. To all of us or just to me? Nope, to all of you. So uh, somebody's going to find Smegbrum. Somebody's going to find the stable boy. And the messenger okay. to deliver I'll is... I'll find the stable boy. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you will. Okay. The message you're going to deliver is Pete says it's time. Pete says it's time. Okay. I go look for Smegbrum, I guess. Okay. I run so fast. (laughs) And then I'm like, but then I stop and I'm suddenly embarrassed. So I like slow right down. Keep it cool, So is there a chair in this room? Is there a chair in the library? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I forgot I was in the library. I'm sitting down and eating. Okay, sure. Okay, so... They, they don't need three people to go find two people. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, so you can just sit and chat. Uh, the Aarakocra librarian is there, and he's just kind of putting books away and, and dusting shelves and things like that. So you and Pete just kind of wait in awkward silence while the other two run off and, and do their thing. Pete even tries to, like indulge in some of the food that you've brought. It's up to you if you want to share. Yeah, I I, I hold out some cheese and mm-hmm. bread. <laughs> I'll share. Not he, my coffee. He asks if you have any seafood. <laughs> if I have what? Any seafood, any fish. Was there was any a chowder there? place? Yeah. <laughs> was what was was there any fish in there? I just grabbed up a whole bunch of food that was there. Um, if there was you know any what? Fish, I hand them that. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say that there was. I'm gonna say that there was like a couple of like just random lobster tails. He I like just put everything on one of the library tables and let them eat. Yeah, he's really excited to see these lobster tails. Like he doesn't even pull up a chair. He just sits on the floor, <laughs> and grabs a hold of the lobster tails and is trying very hard to restrain himself from just shoving them in his mouth, like a child with Halloween candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those bite-sized Kit Kat bars that you can shove like three in your mouth? Or is uh, that yes. just yeah. me that does that? Those two-way brownies? Yeah. That no, we've all I do that. <laughs> I do that with molasses candy, the, the toffees. Yes, okay. Shove as many as I can. I'm pretty sure you're the only other person I've ever met that actually likes those. 
I love molasses kisses. Okay. Well, no, that sounds go. awful. Yeah, no, awful. Oh, no, they're so yummy. Oh, Janet. So Cur molasses kisses. Carrot nope. comes across Smegbrum in one of the corridors on the first floor. It's really funny because you never seem to find him in his room. He always just seems to be wandering around the hallways. Is he, in... is he anywhere near my room right now? No, no. He's in one okay. of the other hallways that kind of spike off, spoke off from the, the uh, common room. Like he's, he's like, staying out of the rooms? Yeah, yeah. he's not even really uh, peeking into rooms or anything at this point. He says, ah, oh, care, how are you this evening? I trust you had a good sleep, no? Sure, sure. Uh, Pete says it's time. Pete said what? It's time. It's and, time. Like, his... Uh, like, if he's getting closer, I'm backing up. Oh, yeah, he's definitely... He's like, what? What did Pete say? Did Pete say it's, it's time? Yes, that. Oh, and he gets like, he like skips down the hallway like a schoolgirl. And he's like, I will meet you in the library in just a few minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, and I just stand there for a moment and turn around and head back. <laughs> just like a little bit confused, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So, what am I into? Yeah. So, uh, Kara, you can make your way back to the library now if you would like, or you can continue wandering around. I'll be good at library. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Janet, to you. You finally get down to the stable, and uh, the stable yep. boy. You hear like a soft snoring coming from one of the stalls. Oh no! <laughs> I have to go wake him up. So I slowly walk in, and I do. I do. I find him. Yeah. Of course, you find him. You you follow the okay. sound of the snore. Yep. I peek around the corner and I see him and I'm like, hey, hey, Hoggin? Yeah, Hoggin. Hoggin. Um, it's me, Meg. He's like, what, 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 what? Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Or is everything, hey. oh, is everything okay? Um, so Pete says it's time? And he like sits up and he's like, what did you just say? I, I, I said Pete said it's it's time? I, you, I don't know what that means. Are you sure that's exactly what he said? Pete said it's time. Exactly what he said. He said And it's... he asked us to go and get you and Smegrum and What's I, I volunteered to come here. I mean, I was told to come uh, here. It's it's time and Smegrum? Oh, 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 my God, I'm so excited. Finally, finally. What, what does it mean? Oh. What does it mean? Is everybody meeting in the library? Yeah. I will meet you there in like 10 minutes. Okay. All right. See, see ya. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so everybody uh, rejoins back into the library. In comes Smegbrum. And remember, okay. Smegbrum is massive, right? Like he's really tall and he's like thick. He's like, um, you know, the, the world's strongest men competitions, how those men aren't like cut out strong like they're not obviously don't spend their day in the gym not muscle but like hearty yeah you know like uh, real like action. mark henry from wwe sure sure we'll go with that like he's he looks beefy but it's all muscle you know what i mean yeah uh yeah. so in he comes and he is wearing these silver like booty shorts and he's wearing Jerry covers meg's eyes <laughs> And he's wearing like knee-high fluorescent pink furry boots. And he oh my God, has... those are fabulous! Smegbrum, right? Smegbrum, and he has Smegbrum. these. Smegbrum is wearing this. He has matching um, gauntlets that cover his forearms that are also fluorescent pink and furry. 
he's wearing like um, these suspenders uh, that are attached to the silver lame booty shorts. And okay. the, the hair's covering his own eyes now. Yeah. It, the design goes back and forth. It's a happy face, and then it's a unicorn, and then it's a happy face, and then it's a unicorn. And it just goes all the way <laughs> okay, up to the suspenders. It. Yeah. On his, on his head is this giant headpiece that he's wearing. And it's like all of these different furs, and intricately woven into the fur are these brilliant little beads. And they seem to be like glowing on their own. Not so much glitter as it is like a twinkle all through this giant headpiece that he's wearing. Oh, man. And the headpiece makes him like a foot taller. This guy is massive now. And then you just put him in these ridiculous clothes and you're like, what exactly is it time for? So Smegrum bursts through the door. You take a look at him. You take in all of this outfit. And he just goes, oh, my God, I forgot the boss key. So he like turns around and you see like... You see, like, the bottom of his butt, like, hanging out of the booty shorts as he turns to leave the room. But the his truly... His eyes are still covered. <laughs> does the, not see that. The seemingly truly... I'm just watching it all. <laughs> yeah. The seemingly truly upsetting part of this is that there's also a tail that comes off of the back of these shorts. And it's, like, the most long, like, luxurious, um, like, faux fur that you can imagine, and it's also fluorescent pink that goes, like, bounces off the back of these silver lame booty shorts. Okay? So he, like, turns, runs out of the room. Now, Janet, you're... <laughs> I love this. Uh, your stable boy arrives, Hagen. And Hagen is decked out in something like similar to Bosky, but not quite as flashy, right? So he's. Do you know what hey. a Do you know what a ghillie suit is? Uh, no. Okay, so a ghillie suit not is the. Uh, well, no, it would be nothing bad. Uh, a ghillie suit <laughs> is the suits that snipers wear to um, blend in with their surroundings. Like if they're like laying on the floor in the oh, forest, okay. they can weave like um, plants and stuff in through the netting that makes oh, up yeah, the yeah. ghillie suit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know what that those is. Those things look okay. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So he walks in rocking one of those, but it's oddly beautiful like it's got all of these vines that start at his feet and they just kind of look like they're climbing intricately up his body making all of these incredible designs and at the top it turns into these twigs and leaves and flowers that form these two horns that stick up off of the top of his head and they almost make almost make like a heart shape <laughs> Kara's just so like I'm just like, hands in his hands, head in his hands, just face covered. He's like, and he's just shaking his head. Yeah, right. Okay, so as you, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're just not phased by it, right? Uh, nope. So, and as like as these people are arriving in these incredible costumes, you see Pete like nodding in appreciation as each one comes through the door. So finally, you see the reemergence of Smegbrum, and he has Bosky with him, who was very obviously just pulled out of bed. Like he's still like rubbing his eyes; he's a little sleepy. <laughs> and Smegbrum goes, "Oh wait, I forgot!" And he pulls out—you're not sure where it comes from—but he pulls out this <laughs> headband that has the, these two like kitten ears and they're furry like a cheetah print but out of the top like the tips of the ears instead of like a long fur it's like a uh, a continuous like sparkler 
that is Ooh, coming out cool. of the tips is of these he gonna ears. put that on Buzzkill? He slaps it right on Buzzkill's head, and he Buzzkill's like, oh my god. It is time. It is Take a time. drink of coffee. Yeah, you're gonna need something stronger than coffee for this little bit. I look down at the food, I look back at the, the, the our Aarakocra. Yep. Did, did they, like, you know, put something in this for us to hallucinate? <laughs> Please tell me that the, I'm hallucinating. The Aarakocra just shrugs and goes, apparently it's time. So Pete stands up. He has finished uh, right. eating the lobster tails. And he goes, okay, today we do something a little bit different. I know that you have been charged with many difficult things. This is a trip of pure joy. And he, Pete, uh, doesn't even, like, wave his arms and make the intricate finger movements and chanting that Criella and her three wizards have to perform when a portal opens. Um, Pete just kind of walks over and wipes his hand up the wall, and there's a door that appears in the wall. And instead of the door opening the way that you're used to seeing the portals open, this one he just kind of pushes, and the door falls forward. And beyond the door, as you all get up and, and kind of are like looking into this weird portal, because this is not the way that you've seen portals formed before, you kind of look through the door and on the other side of the door is this beautiful forest. But it's like somebody has taken the contrast and the saturation and cranked it up to 10. Like these are the brightest, most vibrant colors that you have ever seen. This is the most detail that you've ever really noticed before when it comes to like a forest. You can see the veins in the bark of the trees. You can see all of the pieces of the leaves. You can see the, the bugs and stuff crawling through the dead leaves on the forest floor. Like you, this is just incredible what you're able to see. So Pete steps away from the portal and gestures for you to go through, and he says, Welcome to the Feywild Festival. Can I get some shades? Can I get some shades? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Trust me. Are you going to go through the portal and go to the Feywild Festival? I'm going. I look at them. Inside check. Do I feel safe? I look at them and I look at us, and I say, aren't we a little underdressed? And we Pete, are. No. And like, Care <laughs> backs away, shakes his head. Pete's we all look at Care. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sandra looks down at Care. Like, come on, don't you want one of those things that, that the stable boy got on your head? Ooh. Come on. <laughs> okay. A little heart thing, heart horns. You, the, He's but like if, on guard now. <laughs> everybody feels very safe. I mean, Pete is like a god level character. Arguably so is Bosky. Um, Smegbrum, um, you're not really sure what his powers are beyond what seems to be a bit of an idiot savant. But uh, you do feel like you would be very well protected and looked after. I mean, Janet, you've got your strong stable boy who will be with Meg the whole time. Plenty alternative motives, really. Yeah, I mean, I really don't think... Have a good time. Yeah, everybody is just ready to, to blow off a little bit of steam at the Feywild Festival. So do you feel good about that? You want to go through the portal? Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cynthia? I go through. My eyes like, are just they start, boy. <laughs> they try to put me in that outfit, I'm running. <laughs> I drink the rest of my coffee, put the cup down, grab one last piece of cheese, and then head out. Okay. Head out through. Perfect. Okay, so as you step through, um, the air is just like the almost, you know how oxygen smells like after a thunderstorm, that smell of that clean air? Sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep, yep. Um, that's what the air Fresh. smells like in this area that you step through. 
So uh, you come through the portal, the portal disappears behind you, and you're left with just the, the majesty and the beauty of the area that you've landed in. And what's ahead of you is a pathway that looks like it's been um, decorated with these beautiful stone arches, right? And it looks like they've been placed there, but it also looks like they've been there for a long time because there's all of these vines and plant life and stuff that's growing up all of these archways. And I mean, we're talking flowers that seem to sparkle and, and other ones that seem to like, you know, get bright and then get dim and then get bright and then get dim. Like they're not blinking, but think fireflies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that kind, kind of, of twinkling. A, and, yeah, yeah, that kind of a thing. So as you um, are, so we've got Pete in the front and he's just kind of nonchalantly making his way through this uh, pathway that's covered in the arches. And as you enter the archway, the smell is like the most beautiful, but kind of spicy, but very delicate floral smell that you've ever smelled in your entire life. Like these are plants you've never seen before. And over top of all of the archways in alternating colors are these pink, orange, and blue flowers. There are these huge blossoms that just kind of hang over the top and they're lit from the other side. So as you're walking through, the colors are changing as you walk through this archway pathway. It's all very cool, Neat. right? Yeah, very cool. That's beautiful. I mean, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so as you come to the end of the pathway, um, Pete stops and he looks back at you and he says, oh, I hope you are ready for all of these things because it is so fun. As he steps out of the way, as he steps out of the way, you are at the entrance to this giant kind of looks like a carnival. Like it seems like there's a lot of games. There's a lot of noise. There's every Feywild creature you could imagine. And even some who don't necessarily belong in the Feywild are all there for this Feywild festival. There's tents where you can buy stuff and in front of each of the tents is uh, somebody who has um, like an example of what you can find in each of the tents. So you step out and you see this uh, massive area that is just covered in all of these, you know, very bright and colorful um, tents. And there are more of these twinkling flowers that seem to be all over the place. And they kind of like are on each side of like, we'll call them like pathways, kind of like a roadway, I suppose, because everything is looks chaotic but there is a little bit of organization to it things are lined up down a pathway you can follow that and it will just go you know kind of in that direction and then it brings you back around kind of situation yeah like a like a car yeah exactly but the, each of the tents have different things that you can sell different games that you can play uh you can play against other uh feywild creatures you can uh play against each other it's really up to you but the first thing that we're going to do is uh, go to the clothing tent so you can pick out your um, electric dance circus um, <laughs> uh, you know uh, what is it called EDM electric yeah. dance music yeah your, your per most perfect EDM sucking on a soother outfit that you could possibly think of for the Feywild yeah. festival um, Care's not really paying attention to where he's headed he's just kind of looking at all the, f the fixtures and like as soon as he sees that tent or gets the notion that we're headed towards it, he turns around for the beer tent. <laughs> you know, I, step in I step in front of Karen, look down at him, and like, if I'm going to do this, you got to do this. Go. And like, like, Come on, like Karen. a hesitation, and then... You the, can do it. 
loyalty he feels, I guess, would kick in and he trudges over to the... Mm -hmm. I don't care. <laughs> right? Okay, perfect. Yeah. No, I don't think he's going to wear much, though. That's or, okay. Like, not get too involved in it. There needs to be something. Some little piece of something. I mean, Bozki is wearing, you know, kitty ears with sparklers. So I'm sure that <laughs> Care can come up with something. We'll help you, Care. We'll help you, Care. Right? And I hold up a pair of hot pants. How are these? <laughs> he glares at you. <laughs> and you can't tell because it's like his regular glare. His regular scowl. <laughs> right, right. Now the, the so hot, you like them? Right. The hot pants that she pulls up are like fluorescent green and furry, fuzzy hot pants. So nope. we all look like troll dolls. Well, no, you can look however you want, really. You tell me. Oh, and by the way, um, Pete, uh, I forgot to mention this part. Pete hands you each a... Um, Satchel, satchel is that? That's the hand motion for satchel, right? Uh, yeah. Satchel. <laughs> sure. Each. That's me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, feel like it's not. It might be. <laughs> we'll say that it is. Um, he, um, he hands you each one of those, and inside each of the oh coin purses. Thank you. <laughs> um, is twenty gold pieces in each one. Oh, thanks. Yep. Um, I find a really nice. What are those short, like, not over, uh, jumpsuit? A little uh, denim jumpsuit with, um, that's embroidered with, uh, like, shimmery thread. Okay. And cool patches all over it. Perfect. Cynthia? I find something to go with my purple hair. Okay, like what? Come on, let your imagination go absolutely wild. But my hair is like a dark plum. Mm-hmm. And I'm very pale. Yeah. So I don't want something that's gonna make me glow, because I'll blind people. Because <laughs> I'm really pale. So something to set off the contrast on. Also, let's see. Dark plum would be. You would want like something kind of orangey or green. Yeah, orange. Okay. I'll go with orange. Okay. Then I get some platform shoes. Yes. Sorry, I get platform shoes. Absolutely. Like super great silver ones. Yep. Like the ones that you've been posting on, that come on your Facebook. <laughs> Better. Those? So it's incredible. Orange like 90s. hot pants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Orange hot pants with a hot pink top. Perfect. Tank top. Tank top. Okay, is it tight? Is it loose? Yeah. Oh, it's tight. Okay. I look like one of I look like, you know, the cheerleaders from the 80s teen movies. Oh, great. Okay. One of those. Are you wearing any yeah. jewelry? Do you have like any head like any like bunny ears or anything like that? What uh Let your imagination go absolutely wild, as ridiculous as possible. It's a music festival in the Feywild, guys. Like go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yep, my e I I'll have um the ears mm -hmm. of orange cat ears. Okay. And we're in Oh my go, god, I have like a pair. Like go-go boots? Combat boots. Go-go boots, yes. Go-go boots. Okay. White. I actually had a pair. Perfect. Um, of white go-go boots. Yep. Alright, so what is low-key care going to have on for this? He's browsing around. Mm -hmm. And he kind of stops. And he pulls out this scarf. <laughs> That's... Uh, what color would it be? We'll go with silver. Oh, and okay. like, and it's weird and it's thick and like, he finds an outfit that's kind of tan colored, like you know, low key, just like a simple leather, not a one piece but two piece outfit. Mm -hmm. And he kind of puts the, the scarf on, and 
Is just he... the simple outfit and that's it. Is he wearing a crop top? Not a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> so I take a pair of scissors and I make it into a crop top? <laughs> but, he, but what Kara doesn't realize is... I add fringe. Yes. What, yes. what Kara doesn't realize is the pants the he's putting on are assless. <laughs> no. Does that feel breezy, Kara? <laughs> He's a dwarf, so his axe might be pretty hairy, so you might not notice. Oh. <laughs> so we bring it for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you comb it, right? and you do like this really fun design in the butt hair. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. But, right. but wait, Kara doesn't know, so one of us needs to distract him. Okay? Oh, okay. Meg would probably distract him. <laughs> yeah. If I yeah. bring it him like item after item and he turns everything down and he finally settles on yeah. the thing he's wearing and the, the shiny uh. necklace thing. Or the it's on it, like it's so thick around him it kinda of turns into like a lion looking thing. Oh I love it. Fantastic. I turn around so it's, and it's I see kind it. of bushy and round and yes. so, so I try to read it. And the tan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to write it too. I uh, I turn around and I see this incredible ginormous pair of angel wings. It's made of like shimmery, like that op opalescent. Yes. Um. So I'm like, oh, I gotta try these on. So I grab it and I put it on and I take out like three shelves while I try it on because it's so <laughs> giant and it's like crash, like all the jewelry goes down. Right. I'm pretty sure you don't care over at some point. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna knock you over. Uh. So as soon as he's about shelf level. Oh right, yeah. As soon as you put these wings on, they stop. They don't feel anymore like, you know how they have like the straps. You don't really feel the straps anymore. And as soon as you think it, the wings spread on their own. And then you think about you them folding you. back, <laughs> and they fold back into where they were originally. So they're like. They're not mechanical exactly, and they're also not like grafted onto your body, but they're somehow connected to um, what you're thinking about what you want the wings to do. As she's I playing with that, of... I tell her to stop, and I like whack it away from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I find a pair of shiny, shimmery gray bunny ears. Yes. And I put them on care. Perfect. <laughs> they match the collar somehow. Right, exactly. And I look at them, and I'm just like, <laughs> Xandra looks down at him and says, I love it. You leave those on. Yeah. Well, as yes, soon so as soon as you say you have to leave those on, both of the bunny ears just kind of flop over like <laughs> Oh, the mirror <laughs> mirror my emotions. Like they're they're mood ears. So like <laughs> one goes up, they both go down. <laughs> right now they're like for Kara, I feel like they'd always be down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I have something for that. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, that's oh, great. adorable. So fun. There we go. Okay, so you uh, are you guys finished shopping in the the clothing tent? Uh, no. I find I grab one last thing. I grab this. Can um, I roll of note care notices the actual steps. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You can. Uh, give me a perception check. Perception. Yeah. <laughs> roll to five. <laughs> Plus zero, it's um, five. His butt is so fuzzy that he doesn't really notice the temperature change. <laughs> and we're just giggling yeah, so right. much. <laughs> I mean, fishy. Nom, 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 nom. That's amazing. I gotta get rid of that. I find a really cute pair of sunglasses on my way. Uh, those... Uh, like super rhinestone, like um, cat eye ones. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, you do. Oh um, is it 
daylight still? Is like everything still brightingly bright or? No, it, well, I mean, the, the contrast and the, the, the color saturation is always going to be a part of the Feywild, but it's like almost um, perpetually twilight. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite yeah. dark, but it's not daytime either. It's in it's that. It still is brighter than Care's comfortable with, so yes. he's going to find, he just kind of reaches in a stack and pulls out. It just happens to be um, a silver pair of matching, like, similar to what he's got on, uh, sunglasses to yep. help his eyes. Okay. And The bunny ears on automatically and, uh, go up. Whoop! <laughs> and, uh, I think they're, like, um, the musician. Elton Phil... John? Like Elton John? Yeah, Elton John, thank you. You're welcome. I was thinking Phil Collins, but no, Elton John. Yeah. So, similar to his style of glasses, <laughs> silver... And just with the bunny and the lion's main thing. And... Yeah. Perfect. So. <laughs> okay, so are you done now in this tent? I'm all set. All set? Okay, so you come out with your new outfits, and you see Pete standing there talking to Smegbrum and a satyr. And uh, the satyr says, oh, I see we have some first-time people making it to the Feywild Festival. Won't you come here for a moment? And he... Uh, takes this, um, it, it kind of looks like an ink, but it's, um, like as soon as he touches it with his hands, you see it glow for a second and then it goes invisible. So he mm. walks over to each of you and, uh, Cynthia, he asks, uh, Zandra to, you know, kind of stoop down a little bit. And what he does is he draws these really intricate patterns, um, with this, ink that disappears like a paint that disappears but he draws it over your face and there is a part of this design he explains that identifies you as guests of pete okay so that's weird yep so each of you get very different patterns but there's a piece of each pattern that is very personal to pete so people will know that you are a guest of pete so this is a big deal and you guys basically have carte blanche through this whole thing um, there will even be some stalls that will not accept your money because they can see with your paint that you are a guest. As they explain, the, as they explain that, and they're like, is the beer tent included in that? <laughs> they say, actually, um, we have your name down uh, for a drinking contest if you would like to follow me. Score. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his arms are pumped up and he's ready. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so you're gonna follow the satyr to the beer tent. Yes. It is, and as as when they're walking, it says, "My name's Care, by the way. You are." The satyr says, uh, "I am uh, Dracon." Will our inveterate inebriates manage to stagger to a victory over the adversity that hampers their imbibing, or will their hangovers hamper their hearty adventures? Will they ever garner enough coin to clear their bar tab? Tune in next week for more antics of Vim and Vino. Don't miss out on more Wizards and Wine.